of America. As you all know, I love to take gaps in between episodes, um, partially because of my busy schedule, but also because I want to allow people to catch up. But I've been noticing the more gaps that I'm taking, the more people are either becoming uninterested or they're just simply forgetting. Um, So as of June 2021, I will officially begin my YouTube transformation, which means that I'll be doing a lot more posting and you get kind of like an inside scoop of my personal life. I think I'm going to post a lot of just fun videos. It won't just be my podcast specifically. I think that I want to really just show you who I am so you can get a glimpse of the person that you're listening to every month. Um, But I want to definitely make this more than just a monthly podcast. I started off with every couple of weeks and then it started drifting. But I think once I get this YouTube up and running and my schedule clears a little bit, I'll be able to really produce what I'm supposed to. Um, Actually, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm not 100% sure when I officially started this podcast. But I believe the one year anniversary is coming up. I'm going to definitely double check that for all of you and let you know. Or maybe I'll just release a random video on that day. But it's definitely approaching us, which is crazy because I say this all the time, but I never expected to get this far and have this many, um, you know, followers and this many people that are dedicated to listening whenever I do post. And it's an, a, a great feeling for me I'm sorry I can't even get my words together um that's how amazing it is to me but it's an incredible feeling to know that there are people out in this world that genuinely want to hear what I have to say um you know because growing up I didn't really say much I was a very quiet kid um I never expressed myself so being able to you know be 20 going on 21 and be able to have a platform that is only my platform that I have all control over where I can speak my truth and my voice can be heard is an incredible feeling for me um so I just want to thank all of you for you know listening and um being supportive and continuously supporting me in all of my business endeavors because a lot of the people that have been by my side with this podcast are also by my side with my business um so just thank all of you so much for continuing to support me and um I promise that I won't let any of you down I just want to take this to the next level it's been about a year like I said and I I just really want this to be a success hence me transferring it over to also a YouTube where we can interact even more than how we do today um it's been crazy guys um it's been what a month since I've been on here before I get to that I want to say I want I did a little test the other day well whenever I posted the last episode I did a test I wanted to see how many of my followers strictly came from just me posting on um snapchat and my Instagram page so my last episode I didn't do what I usually do which is every episode I'll post on all of my social media out um um, sources, as well as I would 
individually message people. I didn't individually message anyone this time around. I just posted on my social media. And I got most of the people that I usually get. I get usually about 100 plays, um, 100 audience members, 100 plays. And I got half of that. So I guess I shouldn't say most. I got half. I got about 60 of those. So that's still good to me, though, because that means that a lot of my support is coming from people that are on my social media and not just my family members that I message separately to listen. So that is an eye opener. And I just really appreciate all of you again. Um, back to what I was saying now, you know, it's been crazy. Um, first of all, I want to let you all know that I'm very happy. Um, life overall has been pretty great. I can't complain about too much. Um, you know, I'm very happy with the people that are in my life and the things that are going on in my life. And I see nothing but success for me. Um, from this moment on, I just see great things. I'm happy. I'm not, the the depressed person that I was a year ago, I'm not that person. Um, you know, a year ago, it's in case some of you are new and you don't really know, a year ago I was very depressed. Um, I was dealing with constant anxiety attacks. Um, I was a very sad person. I was lonely. I had no friends. Um, due to my own actions and theirs, it, I was just in a very bad place. And I had to learn to kind of rebuild myself. So this is me with a year of progress of just building myself up from who I was. So I just applaud myself for that because, you know, I'm genuinely happy. Last year, I felt like I couldn't function without a therapist. And even a couple months ago, I kept talking about I need a therapist, I need a therapist. But I've come to realize I don't really need a therapist. I think I can handle a lot of situations on my own. I'm actually surprising myself with the amount of growth that I've, um, that I've, what's the word I'm looking for, that I've, I guess, achieved. Um, you know, there's certain situations that have come up lately, and my response to them is very mature, more mature than what it has been. Um, a prime example is, unfortunately, I lost a friend. If any of you know me personally, you know that I don't open up to people um, I don't make new friends. Most of my friends I've been friends with for years. Actually, all of my friends, my most, my newest friends I've been friends with for almost four years. I, I don't make new friends. It's just not a thing for me. I try and it doesn't work. They, something always happens and it just doesn't work out. So I just don't make new friends. But I did this time around. I made a new friend. Before I left Connecticut, I made a new friend. Um, wasn't trying to, wasn't in the cards, just happened randomly. Cool. We were just alike, so I thought it was cool. She's a Sag, I'm a Sag. I thought, you know, cool, we're, we're the same person. The problem and something that I didn't realize is that I've changed, once again, so much. And so I feel like this person was me two years ago or a year ago. That sad person, that person that is going through so much, that person that just needs an outlet, that person that's just disrespecting people and in the process losing friends and family members. And that's who I was two years ago. A year ago, I think I was just depressed. But two years ago, that was definitely me being just angry. And that's a problem. <laughs> because I'm not that person anymore. 
I can relate to what it feels like, but that's not me. And, you know, I'm very big on respect, a lot bigger on respect than what I thought. Respect is a major thing for me. So once you disrespect me, it's over for you. And I think that's what happened. This person um, showed me signs of the person who I used to be. And I try to give this person the benefit of the doubt because I'm really working on doing that with people. You know, a lot of times there there was people in my life that didn't give me that opportunity. opportunity. They didn't give me that chance. If I said something, they lashed out on me and they cut me off and they didn't give me the benefit of the doubt. Or they didn't stop to say, well, she's supposed to be my friend. So maybe she didn't mean it like that. So I, because I want people to do that for me, I'm trying to treat people the same way I want to be treated. So in this particular situation, that's what I tried to do. I didn't appreciate the tone and in the message. The message seemed as though it was a little uh, attack, like I was being attacked. But even despite that, I let it go and I just gave myself, you know, time before I spoke to the person you know, on the phone so that we could better understand each other. And I gave it about an hour. Once the hour went by, that person was being very irrational, was not being a regular human being, wasn't being civilized, and was being very, very disrespectful to the point where I could no longer speak to them. I had to hang up. And it was a very toxic environment. And ultimately, it would have been a very toxic friendship because I don't do well with people yelling at me because I don't yell at people. I may, if I'm passionate about a conversation, raise my voice a little bit higher than necessary, but I'm not screaming at you. You'll never get that out of me. You'll never get me screaming because I never let anyone make me that upset. And I try my hardest and I pride myself on respect, like I said. So I try my best to still not disrespect you. And if after thinking about the conversation, I feel like I disrespected you, I will come to you and apologize wholeheartedly and humbly. I will apologize to you. Because I never want someone to feel like I disrespected them. And, you know, Unfortunately, I had to realize that this person wasn't a person for me and they had to be cut off. And I'm saying all this, I guess, to say don't let do not allow anyone to disrespect you. Respect is number one, because if a person does not respect you, they they're not going to treat you the way you deserve to be treated. They're going to look at you like you're nothing. They're going to think it's okay to hurt you, to yell at you, to mistreat you. They're going to think that's okay. Especially if you allow them to think it's okay. You have to put your foot down now while it's still new and let them know now. Put a boundary in place. This is not how you're going to talk to me. This is not how a situation is going to go. You're not going to, you know, whatever the situation is, this is what you're not going to do. And if you can't respect my boundary that I put in place, then goodbye. There's the door. That's what I need people to start doing, letting people know what they are going to tolerate and then be done. And I don't think it makes you a cold person because you are fed up with tolerating certain things from people. I don't think that makes you, you know, any makes you a bad person. It doesn't make you a mean person. It doesn't make you a cold person. I think that makes you a person that is aware of themselves. 
you've gone through a lot and now you're just aware. And I think that's where I am. I'm just very much aware of me. I'm aware of how I act. I'm aware of how I talk. It may take me a second after the situation to be like, whoa, Armani, you low-key just did too much. But I always figure it out. And I always admit my wrongs. So I think that's, you know, a part of my maturing process. I'm just not allowing different things. And I'm just putting up those boundaries. And I'm letting people know what I'm going to tolerate. And unfortunately, like I said, that friend had to be cut off because I'm not tolerating that from nobody, from anybody. I don't tolerate disrespect from anybody, anybody. And it, it made me mad. Like, I, I applauded myself for not snapping as much as I wanted to. And when I tell you guys she was screaming, I'm not over-exaggerating. She was screaming. But I applauded myself on not snapping the way I would have but it also made me mad because like I said I don't allow disrespect so it made me angry that I let someone into my space again despite not wanting to and then this is how they do me and it made me mad when I tell you I was shaken I was crying, I was punching my hand, because I'm just like, this is crazy. And this is why I just personally feel as though I can't deal with people. I have people in my life that I, I still sometimes need space from. I don't, I can't, I just like to be alone. <laughs> that's what it is. That's, I think that's a part of my process, just being alone, because I come to terms with a lot of things when I'm just by myself. And so with that being said, I just think, I don't know. My brain is like doing so much right now because I have so much that I feel like I want to say. But just in conclusion, don't allow disrespect. I don't want to go, you know, too over the top, but just don't allow the disrespect. And if you need that space from people, take that space, you know. Boundaries are so important. We were taught boundaries in middle school, and I I guess I didn't really soak in the lesson. Or maybe I did, but I didn't really comprehend it until today, until now. At almost, I'm in my 20s, and I'm finally comprehending something that should have been comprehended a long time ago because it would have prevented so much heartache. But at least I'm here now. <laughs> Um, what else happened? Oh, I played my mom a surprise party. I love how I go from, like, talking all deep to, like, okay, what else is new? But, um, I played my mom a surprise party. I started planning it in March. You guys know this is my safe space, and I am not censored by anybody on here. So, with that being said, those people drove me crazy. (laughs) They drove me crazy. It wasn't everyone. Um, shout out to the people that were very helpful. First of all, shout out to my mom's friends that came to the party. Those people I'll say by name. Shout out to Trish, Natalie, my godmom, Missy, my uncle Jameer, my aunt Jess, um, my friend Kayla. Shout out to you guys for coming and helping and 
first of all, calming me down because I get so overwhelmed. I get stressed when I have a vision and it's not perfect. I go crazy. So thank you guys for allowing me to go crazy and not like snapping on me for going crazy and like stepping in, filling in when I couldn't. So thank you for that. Um, you guys went above and beyond for me, for my mom. I appreciate it. Um, shout out to my brothers, Isaiah and Jaden. I don't think anyone gave them credit, so I will. They blew up all those balloons. I was never doing that. <laughs> they moved around this whole house to accommodate the the image that I had. So I just want to say thank you to them because I don't think anyone thanked them, but they did. They did work. <laughs> So thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody. The people that sent my mom in videos that couldn't be here, thank you to all of you. To the people. And see, look. You can disrespect. Like, I don't tolerate disrespect, but just like with that girl, I allowed her to a certain point to say whatever before I just hung up the phone. And then I blocked her so it's over. But. I don't give people that same leeway when it comes to my family. I don't even let you get half of, you don't even get a a percentage of that when it comes to my family. So to the people that told me they were going to send in a video and did not, which means you blatantly lied. And to the people that didn't send in a video at all that I messaged and then messaged again about it. And especially, and I think this is what's going to make me mad. Because I have a problem with taking on other people's anger. But it's fine. This situation, it's fine. Because I reached out to these people. So to the people, specifically the family members, that decided that they were too good to send my mother a happy birthday video, I just want y'all to know that it's over for y'all. <laughs> y'all thought I was going to say something crazy? No. It's over for y'all. That's what I was just going to say. I have been pledging the importance of family. That's been my thing lately. The importance of family. And so to the people that are on the same level as me, mentally, or I should say um, intellectually, they understood that. You know how many run-ins I've had in the process of trying to get people to send in videos? And because, you know, my mom's not a perfect person. She's gone through things with certain people in life. And so I interacted with those people hoping to get a video out of them and in the process I rekindled a lot of relationships for my mother because those people were on the same level as me intellectually to understand where I was coming from to then want to reach out to her and fix things so to the people that couldn't do that to the people that spreaded lies on top of lies to the people that turned my positive interactions with them into something negative to the people that thought they could badmouth me to my own family and thought I wasn't gonna ever figure it out to the friends that 
thought they could badmouth my mom to me or my stepdad to me or any other family member for that matter to me or couldn't even bake my mom a cake but could do it for a stranger who could sit there and you badmouth me to all the people that wanted to say I'm not going to argue with a kid but yet y'all felt the need to hit my phone. You hit a kid up, though. You called me like we were BFFs. You messaged me when you needed something. To all those people, just know I see you. I know. I'm not clueless. I'm not blind. I see what type of people that you are. I see how the way the way that all of you guys move. You're all seen. And on notice, by the way. And just know that I know. I know. And I'm not trying to act like I'm this big bad woman. Who are mommy? No, she gonna do something. But just know that I know. So don't, this is why I put in that boundary. So do not try to smile in my face. Do not hit me up. Do not do anything. That's a boundary. Move out of my way. Because it's over. I think I covered that. <laughs> um, anything else I want to talk about before I get into what I should be talking about? Um, I got a new job. I work for my mom's job now, which is working from home. Um, you know, it's just another stepping stone until I get to a social work job. I graduate next year. Woo! So, you know, things are going to be great. I'm de- there's a lot that's going to be going on, I feel like, between now and next year because, you know, graduating college and figuring out my next steps, I want to move out. You know, just a lot of things going on. Um, but it's good things. It's positive things. Things are moving in a positive direction. Um, you know, I, I one thing here I go. I appreciate you guys because I feel like I come on here and I have this little personal update segment. And I say stuff that I don't get the opportunity to say to anybody. Um, or I get the opportunity to say things to people that I know are listening. And they'll know that it's about them. They're never going to say anything. But they know it's about them. And they're going to hear it loud and clear. So I get the opportunity to really let people know, like I said, that I see them. Whether it's good or bad. I get, like This is mine. And I get to say what I want. It's kind of like a little tell-all book. So, I just want to thank all of you guys once again for listening. Um, And yeah, you know, like I said, I'm in a different place in my life. Things are going well. My mom's happy. I'm happy. Everybody in my life is happy. We're doing big things. Big things are coming. You know, my business is is going well. It's going to be going even smoother than it, it already was. You know, because I have a lot of things that are going to be going on with my business as well. So please follow me, Bold and Beautiful X, on Instagram. But yeah, you know, things are are going well in life. I'm definitely in a good place all around. So, you know, I feel like I owe it to my, you know, my supporters also to continue to be in a good place because. I'm in a good place. That means this podcast is in a good place, which means that you guys get to listen to some more good stuff. So, um, you know, once again, just thank you to all of you. Um, so let me really get into this podcast and stop babbling about my personal business. <laughs> um, 
as you all know, we have our current events section. Um, honestly, I know y'all heard the title, The Foundation of America. I'm going to get into it. If you if you follow the news, then you know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to get into it um, in a second. I just want to go over a few things that hopefully you guys already saw what's happening. I just want to discuss it. Sharon Osbourne is no longer on the talk after her her blowout on the show on live television. She said some crazy things regarding the uh, Meghan Markle situation and just agreeing with Pierre about all of that um, and standing by his side. And she didn't say it's what she didn't say that got her in trouble. Like, well, let me not say it like that. She held back to a certain degree, but she was still wrong. And she made her co-host feel uncomfortable. So I think that in itself is probably why she's no longer on that show. Because she was just overall wrong. And it was a very sensitive situation that she hopped into that had nothing to do with her. And I feel like this also shows you that they're no longer going to allow these Caucasian people to say whatever they want and not have some type of consequence for their actions. So that's a major, like, milestone right there. Uh, Michael Rainey Jr. had a police encounter. This is earlier in the month. Um, he's from Power. Tyreek, I believe his name is. I don't watch Power, I'm sorry, so that's why I'm saying I don't really know what his name is on Power, but um, he's from Power, he's Ghost's son. He had a police encounter, the officer was very aggressive with him, and just treated him like a criminal, honestly, and you know, my message to this is that um, it doesn't really matter. I think a lot of times African-American people think it matters, like, how much money you have, or how much fame you have. They don't care. If you have dark skin, they're coming after you. They don't care if you're a regular civilian, if you're middle class, if you're poor, if you're rich. They don't care what you are. I feel like, in fact, being a celebrity gets you 10 times the problems. Because now it's not, oh, I'm coming after, Um, let me think. I'm coming after who? Well, I don't even know if I know a celebrity's real name. I don't even know. But it's not. They it, they are not coming after you personally anymore. They're coming after you because of your fame. It's not I'm coming after Christopher Maurice Brown. It's, oh, we got Chris Brown. Like, they're coming after you as an artist. They want to make an example out of you. So I feel like you're no one's safe no one's above the law nobody is safe if you are an african-american person in this country they are coming for you as well the odds are stacked against you too so don't let the amount of money in your pocket fool you and i guess i say that for um you know celebrities like little wayne and waka flocka that support craziness and think that they're above the law for some reason They support Trump. I guess that's really what I'm trying to say. They support Trump. And his way of thinking. 
as if that's going to get them anywhere because all Trump is doing is laughing at them. Because guess what? If the opportunity presented itself, if we were back in slave times, or if he had a moment to do the same things that they were doing back then, there's no way that he wouldn't be coming after you. No way. Y'all aren't cool. That's not what it is. You're still an African-American person in America. And they still don't respect you. No matter how much butt kissing you're doing. The Georgia governor signed a bill changing the voters' uh, requirements. So you're no longer allowed to pass out water bottles to people in line. It's a federal crime now. And you want to know why they decided to do that? It's because Georgia became a blue state. It's a democratic state now. And that upset them. So now they're deciding that they want to repress voters. The only reason people are handing out water bottles is because it's hot as heck in Georgia. And so to help people still be able to stand in those long lines and not pass out from dehydration, they started handing out water bottles or graham crackers, or whatever they could to encourage people to still vote. But because they weren't encouraging people to vote red, the governor decided to do something about that. So it's a federal crime. And it's another form of voter repression. Because they know people are going to be like, oh, I got to stand in this long line. I don't got no water. I don't got no this. I don't got food. It's going to be hours. They're no longer going to want to do that. They don't like when we come together, which is why I encourage us all the time to come together, because they don't like that. When they see us coming together, they get nervous, and then they got to hurry up and come up with some type of dumb law so that we can't do it anymore. They're afraid of us. That's why I keep encouraging us uniting, because there's more of us than them, and they're scared. That's why they keep repressing us and they keep putting the drugs in our community and they keep locking us in jail because they know that if all of us were out and free and came together we would be unstoppable and their country would be our country i'm telling y'all y'all gotta i want y'all to get angrier not angry like blowing up houses and stores but angry like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X angry. That's what I want. That's what I need. That was my whole purpose of doing this. And so that you can hear what's really going on in this world. Not just from the news. Who only talks about trending topics. But from me. A 20 year old. Middle class person. That's it. A regular, I'm a regular civilian that's just trying to tell y'all, I need y'all to get mad. Martin Luther King ain't do this for nothing. Rosa Parks ain't do this for nothing. Harriet Tubman ain't do this for nothing. Our ancestors, these people didn't fight for nothing. So I need y'all to just just feel that anger that they had to feel to want to make change. 
They got up every day knowing they had a target on their backs and they still fought until their death. We need that. Not just from one person. We don't need one Martin Luther King. We need all of you to be a Martin Luther King. All of you to be a Rosa Parks. All of you to be a Harriet Tubman, a, a Malcolm X, a Nipsey Hussle, a Tupac. We need all of you to feel the same determination that they felt, the same determination that your ancestors felt to get you to freedom. Because ultimately, they had to have not only been thinking about themselves, but their offspring. And their offspring's offspring, and so on and so forth, which somehow leads up to you. So they were thinking about you being free. You know how much determination, how much walking they had to do, how much they had to go through, all these people had to go through to get us to this point? We need to fight. We need more of a fight. I don't know what it's going to take for you to build up all that determination, but figure it out and then get it. Like, we need to do more. We need more leaders, African-American leaders in this country, not just one. All of us. I'm sorry, that just made me mad. I just got mad. Because you know how many African-American people are just like, oh, whatever. They don't care about this. They don't care about what's going on in the world. They're just too ignorant to even care about what's going on in the world. Or some people are just uneducated about what's going on in the world. Like, those people piss me off. Not the uneducated ones, because then you educate them. But the ones that are just ignorant? I know ignorant means lack the knowledge, so I guess I shouldn't say that makes me mad because that's the same of just not having the knowledge. But the ones that do know what's going on and just decide that they're going to sit on their couch and do nothing... Those are the people that make me mad. Oh, I don't have a voice. Nothing that I say is going to make change. I just listed people that could have had that same mindset, but yet they didn't. And poof, here's change. And of course, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not an easy process. I'm not saying it's going to be simple. Because these people got beat, arrested, shot. So I'm not saying it's going to be something that simple. But there's more of us than them. We need more of us to be in the books, becoming lawyers, becoming doctors, becoming whatever it takes. Judges. We need more of those. So that we can have the upper hand. And not have to rely on the white man to determine our fate. Let me move on, because I don't think y'all ready. Kids are kids. They had a video that showed black, sorry, African-American children being fed last. Not one African-American child had food in front of them. They were giving them all up to the Caucasian kids first. Of course, they released a statement trying to say that we're all united and coming together and blah, 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 whatever. But the video spoke for itself. I don't know what kids are kids is. Um. 
I'm sorry. I know people are probably going to get mad at me because they're like, why didn't you do the research? But I didn't really care to know what the organization is. Um, I just cared to point out the fact that regardless of what the organization is, that behavior is inappropriate. And all it's doing is teaching those children that that's okay, which is a part of the problem. It's an ongoing cycle. And the fact that it's happening to children who are literally innocent. It's crazy. And these kids don't even have a, like, they they don't know. So they're not going to speak out about this. So you're just getting away with it. It's terrible. Um, unfortunately, BMX has passed away. He had a drug overdose, which brought him into a coma that he just never came out of. He His organs started failing. Um, you know. It's so sad when we lose a legend due to their demons, ultimately. I feel like a lot of the times that we lose someone it's in that way, it's because they had demons, you know, and they needed help, and no one was really helping them. I don't want to say it like that because I don't really know. I, I, obviously, I don't know him personally, so I can't say that, but I think that it's... It's crucial to help them at an earlier age, and I don't think there was anyone there to do that at an earlier age. So by the time someone was there to help him, it probably was just too, I don't want to say too late, but it was harder. Because once you're addicted to something, you're addicted. It's a hard habit to break. And I had listened to him tell a story about how, you know, someone he looked up to laced his weed with cocaine. And that's how he got addicted. And, you know, that's a problem in our community as well. Why would you purposely try to harm the next one? Why would you purposely want to hurt someone that looks just like you, goes through the same struggles as you, even if the person doesn't go through the same thing as you? First of all, why would you want to hurt someone, period? But... Why would you want to hurt someone that looks just like you, is in the same community as you, is a young child, someone that's innocent, someone that looks up to you, someone that admires you? Like, why would you even want to hurt anyone like that? Especially someone in your own community. Why are we not determined to help one another? I don't get that. I, it doesn't, like, I, I don't understand. Why you would purposely want to hurt one of your brothers, one of your sisters. Why would you want to do that? And ultimately ruin their lives, by the way. That behavior, it just makes me angry. Like, that behavior is is unnecessary. And it's, 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 it's I don't want to keep saying disgusting because I know I was saying that a lot before. But it's gross. It is. It's a very evil mindset to have. But I believe DMX was a great person. I didn't, Like I said, I don't know him personally, but I read a lot. And I saw a lot. And from what I saw and what I read, he was a good person. He just had demons like all of us do. So I, you know, send praise out to his family, his loved ones. And I hope that he's resting in peace. Target is planning on spending over $2 million 
dollars at Black-owned businesses by 2025 to advance racial equality. Um, shout out to Target. I know Target is mad expensive, but whenever y'all get the opportunity, support Target. I feel like we should start supporting companies that support us, you know, not supporting companies like Walmart, but supporting companies that actually, you know, want to support us. Ben & Jerry's is another company that has been going hard for us. So instead of getting your ice cream from whomever, get some Ben & Jerry's. I know that these places that are supporting us are probably slightly more expensive than a, a place that, you know, another place. But I think that we should support places that support us, like I said. Stop giving our money to these organizations that don't care about us. I don't know if y'all saw the picture of the African-American teacher who were addressed to school and she's being chastised because um, people felt like it was inappropriate to wear. But really, in reality, it's just because she was a curvy woman. And they posted a photo of, well, a lot of people were saying that, you know, there was a time where this happened again with news anchors. Both news anchors were wearing the same dress, but one was a Caucasian woman, one was an African-American woman. They had the same dress on, but obviously it fit different. No one came at the Caucasian woman for what dress she was wearing, but they came at the African-American woman for her dress. Why? Because we're more, we're more curvy. We have more of a figure. That's natural, though. It's not our fault. For something y'all got to pay for, we don't. It just grows and it's there. But that's not our fault. And we shouldn't be, you know, um, punished or disciplined for that. That's not that teacher's fault. And to even try to be like, well, the kids. Well, the kids, if the kids have a problem with it or if the kids are looking or whatever, that's a problem because no kid should even know anything about body parts in that way. No kid should know to look at a butt. Like, no kid should know that. They should be innocent. So if your child has these thoughts, then maybe you should check your child and then check yourself, but not check the teacher because she's wearing a professional outfit. She just has a curve. She has curves. And it's annoying that every time, like, we always have to get, everything that we do has to be scrutinized and picked on. Oh, that hairstyle is not professional. That outfit is not professional. Well, why? Who says? Who made up these rules in the first place to determine what should be on my head or should be on my body? And then explain to me why. The Army Lieutenant that I'm sure most of you have seen that was pepper sprayed in his car and was ultimately disrespected while in uniform. They stopped him for no reason. They didn't explain to him. I won't say for no reason. They stopped him. As an American citizen, you are allowed to ask, why did you stop me, officer? Which is not a weird question. It's not a bad question. It's not a wrong question. It's a simple well, what made you decide to stop me, officer? Like, what did I do? And that's all he did. And no one could give him that answer. Instead, it was argumentative, and it was... It, the whole interaction was unprofessional. We want to talk about professionalism. That's what's unprofessional. 
They tried to downplay his ranking. That's disrespectful. They pepper sprayed him, pepper sprayed his dog. And people kept saying, well, why didn't he just get out the car? He doesn't just have to get out the car because some man told him to. I think that we're allowing these police, like the title, the label police officer, really gets our heads. They're still regular human beings. They're not God. So I'm allowed to ask you, why should I step out of my vehicle, especially if I'm a black African-American man in America at that? Can you explain to me why I have to step out of my vehicle? And yet you get mad off of that after off of me just asking you the same question that everybody asks you. Then you have a personal problem, but that's not my problem. For you to get upset because I'm asking you why you're stopping me. To the point where you're pepper spraying me and my pet. And then why didn't he get out the car? Well, now he's pepper sprayed. And I've been pepper sprayed before. First of all, he was directly pepper sprayed. I wasn't directly pepper sprayed. I I was at a party. The cop wanted us to get off the sidewalk. Me and my friend were just trying to walk to get to our lift. We weren't even standing on the sidewalk. We were walking to find out where our lift was because it was pretty busy. He pepper sprayed the air. And we walked into it. So I wasn't directly pepper sprayed, but it hit me and it was the worst burn of my life. And I had on contact. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible burn to my eyes. And it hurt my throat. That man was directly pepper sprayed. So I know he felt all types of crazy about that. I know his eyes were burning. So there's no way I can take off my seatbelt after my eyes are burning and if I take off my seatbelt or move, you can say he had a gun because they love that scenario. So now I'm afraid to even move to get out my car because I don't know what to do. I don't know what you're trying to do here. The other cop that was with him seemed younger. He seemed like he was trying to help. But this is another scenario of not wanting to overstep your superior officer. Because that was the same thing with George Floyd, which I'll get to. But that's another example of not wanting to overstep or to disobey your superior. So he backed off when he shouldn't have. And I hope they make the George Floyd law a real law where officers are held accountable for their actions. There's a registry that tells you about these officers so that we can finally know their disciplinary actions and they don't just get to know ours. They're not allowed to put us in chokeholds anymore. And they are required to step in if their fellow officer is not doing right. So I hope that comes into play because this is another prime example of that happening. I hope that he wins his lawsuit because I think it's absurd and I think it's disrespectful. And on one hand, they say respect our troops, respect our veterans. Why are y'all kneeling during the pledge? Yada, 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 ta-da-da-da. So on one hand, it's that. But on the other hand, here you are not respecting your troops, your veterans. I'm sorry. You meant to say respect our Caucasian troops, our Caucasian veterans. That's what they meant to say, actually. It's another one of those, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Loopholes, like the Declaration of Independence. You write something, but you make sure not to include the other half of what you're trying to say. 
I'm telling you, these this stuff be crazy. Y'all not mad enough. I keep telling y'all, I feel like y'all not be y'all don't be ready for these conversations. Cause this stuff be crazy. Another thing that I noticed that was brought to my attention is a lot of our African American products are locked or censored in stores. Our makeup, our hair products, anything that we that they know that we specifically use have censored, they're locked, we can't get easy access to them, but yet with Caucasian products, that's never the case. And I think that happens mainly in Walmart. I'm not going to speculate because I'm not 100% sure where it happens. I believe I've seen that maybe at, a, at Walmart and maybe like a Dollar General, but mostly Walmart. I've seen that. Which is my point, but yet we shop at Walmart. Target doesn't have that problem, but we don't shop at Target. We shop at Walmart. That treats us like criminals. I I'm saying it like this because I just hope that it starts to click and make sense what I'm saying. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know that if we stop shopping at half these stores, they would probably go bankrupt. Because we make up so much more than what they want to admit. They would go bankrupt. There was an Ohio man that was evicted, fired, and charged with a felony after a racial rant where he threatened to shoot a African-American DoorDash driver, which then leads me into the other incident where a U.S. Army sergeant was arrested and charged with assault after he confronted an African-American man that was just walking in a predominantly white neighborhood. These two situations to me are a prime example of everything that I'm discussing and everything that I'm going to continue to discuss. Caucasian people, they get to say whatever. They get to do whatever. They get to say whatever with no consequence. So I'm very happy that these people are charged with things because that's allowing them to see that enough is enough and this is not going to be tolerated anymore. They don't get to just threaten people and think it's okay. You don't get to just confront people because you don't want them in your neighborhood. Well, newsflash, it's not just yours. You don't own it. You didn't build these houses. It's not just your neighborhood. And it's not just your space. And if you don't want to respect your DoorDash driver, then don't DoorDash. Don't order things from DoorDash. If you can't respect your driver. I don't even interact with mine. I don't know if they're Caucasian. I don't know if they're African American. I don't know if they're Indian. If they're Chinese. I don't know what they are. Just leave my food at the door. There's no need to even be interacting. To the point where you're threatening them. And now you're charged for that. The boldness. I'm telling you. The boldness of it all. Additional charges were added to the three killers of uh, Ahmad Arbery. That's amazing. I think that they should be put under the jail. The officer that killed Breonna Taylor was scheduled to have a book release, but all of the publishers backed out. And in my opinion, I feel like, why does he even want to write a book about what? He just wants to profit off of someone else's death. What are you, what are you writing a book about? What is there to say? Why would we want to hear you? 
these, I'm telling you, it's like the boldness of people, the audacity. And those publishers didn't want no problems. That's why they probably backed out. Before I get into my main topics, I got one more thing to say, which is going to lead into everything that I want to talk about. Um, LeBron James tweeted after um, Micaiah Bryant was shot. He tweeted about it, basically just saying that we deserve justice. You know, the same things that LeBron has been saying. And so it pisses me off when you have people that tell him to just worry about sports. Donald Trump came out of his hole just to badmouth LeBron and tell him to focus on just shooting. It's disrespectful because I feel like that's how they see all of us. They don't want rappers to speak out, just continue to rap, unless it's to support them. Anyone that's against them, that's a celebrity or anything of that sort, they disrespect them. Just do what you're supposed to do. LeBron is not just a basketball player. He's a father. He's an African-American man in America. He has the right to have a say. The problem is that you know he has such a big following that whatever he's saying, too many people are going to agree with. And that's what the problem is. Stop trying to silence these people. And stop allowing yourself to be silenced. This really, I really want to talk about this topic, so let me get to it. I have three main topics I want to go over. Um, First, let's talk about George Floyd. I don't know how many of you watched the trial. I couldn't watch every day, every second of the day. It was really heavy. It was a lot. I watched some of it, but not all of it. Um, I think that it was a waste of people's time because the proof was in the pudding. I mean, we saw what happened in the video. There's not really, there was no justification for it. You know, I just, the defense had no defense um, that uh, carbon uh, monoxide was in his system and that he was close to the tailpipe and that's what caused his death. Well, now we have to talk about why he was close to the tailpipe to begin with because your officers were on him. It just really it was a waste of time. The people the people that they brought up was a waste of time. It was just a waste of time. Everything was there. So if they wouldn't have made that man guilty on all charges, America would have probably been burnt to a crisp by now because it would have been ridiculous. And it would have been another slap in the face. So I think they made the right decision. I don't think it was that hard of a decision. That man had no remorse ever I think they should put him in gen pop and show him what it really feels like to be nailed on but revenge doesn't solve anything so whatever they want to make this man get special treatment they want to allow that that's on them but they can't keep saving him they can't save him he's guilty and the least he could have done was apologized, shown some type of remorse. No, it was nothing. But the worst thing about George Floyd, which I'm so happy, first of all, can I just say I'm happy that he was found guilty. Um, I'm happy that his family got justice, that he got justice, that his child got justice. It annoyed me that they tried to go deep into his past. His past had nothing to do with the fact that he was murdered. But, you know, that's what they do. They like to go digging into 
you know, the person that cannot speak for themselves passed, but not them officers. So I'm happy and I hope that they come up with that George Floyd um, law that allows us to be able to see the officers, um, you know, disciplinary actions because that's important in these cases because a lot of the times these officers have had issues previously that weren't put into the public. It wasn't public knowledge. So, you know, I'm happy about the verdict. What I'm unhappy about is what happened after the verdict, which is a 16-year-old was killed, which is a slap in the face, um, Micaiah Bryant. Now, the story is still being developed. We're still figuring out, you know, what happened. But so far, this is what I've heard. Once again, the story is not fully developed, so this might not be 100% true, but this is just what I got so far. She was a foster child. Um, there was some type of issue with the foster, the other foster daughters that used to live there, um, or that still come around there. And every day they tried to fight her. It was from my understanding that the foster mother sent them there to fight her. Every day they tried to fight her, and she called her dad, and her dad came to try to help her. Um, every day for not every day, but I think it was like the past couple of days that was happening. And so, on that, and the police were called on those days, every time. This day, she called the police, but she was fed up. Now, am I saying that she should have went outside with that knife? No, she shouldn't have. She should have kept doing what she had been doing. But she's 16, and what 16-year-old do you know that always makes the right decisions? You know, their brains aren't fully developed. They do dumb things, so they don't always make the right choices. So she went out there with that knife to scare them, or maybe she was just fed up. Regardless, they were on her property anyway. They were threatening her anyway. So she had a, the right to defend herself on her property. The officer pulled up and asked no questions. All he did was yell, maybe stop, put the knife down. Um, The girl that she was fighting, not stabbing, by the way, she was just fighting ran off, and Micaiah Bryant just turned, and the officer shot her four times. He didn't give her the opportunity to drop the knife. He didn't give her the opportunity to speak. He didn't give, he didn't do anything. He just shot. And this is what makes me mad, because I feel like police officers are getting lazy. They don't run anymore. They don't use their tasers anymore. They're just trigger happy, and they just pull out their gun, and they start shooting. For what? They just start shooting. And I forgot an incident. I'm so sorry. You know, there's so many things that happen, and it's so hard. Dante Wright was also shot. The officer claimed it was a traffic stop. The officer claimed that she was pulling out her taser, but she pulled out her gun, and she said that she misinterpreted her taser, her gun for her taser. And shot instead of using instead of tasing. Anyway, I'm these. That's what I mean. Like it don't even make sense. These stories, their excuses don't even make sense. Just say I'm racist, and I shot a black person because that's what I wanted to do. Why I come up with these excuses and these stories? It's annoying. Anyway, I just wanted to add that in there because I realized that I forgot to add him in um, my current events. But just to go back to Micaiah Bryant, the officer showed no no remorse. That's number one. Number two, he didn't give her any opportunity. He could have 
stopped and said, drop the weapon, allowed her to drop the weapon, and then the situation would have been resolved. Or if she was going to lunge at him, let, allow her to at least lunge at you so that you can say you felt threatened. He didn't do any of that. So I don't get it. I get that they're going to try to spin it because it's an African-American person with a weapon in their hand. They're going to try to spin it the best that they can. But I just feel like, look at what's in front of you. He didn't even give that girl a chance. Didn't even give her a chance. He didn't ask questions. He didn't try to intervene. He did nothing. How is that fair? I just feel like the world's not going to get better unless we either, all of you, everybody stands up and makes change, or we have to restart America. We have to restart the whole world. The world. That's all I can come up with. It's the best scenario that I have. I have two. We are African-American people as a whole, every single, every single last one of us come together. Or America has to go bye-bye. The world has to go bye-bye. And they have to start over. Because it's too much. And it's never going to end. And then the moment you've probably all been waiting for is Kamala Harris, who decided to get up on the podium and say that America is not a racist country, but has a racist history. And in my opinion, I feel like she's trying to please the white man, which is the problem. Like I had to explain to people, first of all, America is racist, period. This country is racist. Why? Because the people make the country and this country is racist. America's literally the foundation of America is racism. The only reason America even is a country is due to racism. Think about that. They stole from the Native Americans, I'm sorry, took us from Africa. We created everything possible for them. Like, this country is founded on racism. That is what America stands for. That's what America is. Home of the free, land of the brave, lies. That was just a cover-up story. Every constitution, every declaration is racist. Because they're only talking about Caucasian people in it. Which gave them room to mistreat us. Hence the racism. It's all racist. Every piece of paper, every de- every single declaration is racist. This country is racist. All of it. And like I said, every person in this country is either has either has some type of bias, some type of discrimination, some type of like prejudiceness. Like it's embedded in us. This country itself. It's racist. And I get what people are saying. How can a country be racist? It's the people in the country. Well, guess what? The people in this country act like they are America. America is us. And we are America. Therefore, and the people in this country are racist, so so is America. 
I'm so... <laughs> for Kamala Harris to get up on that stand and say that was another slap in the face, in my opinion. Because these Caucasian presidents, they get up on the stand and they get to say whatever they want to say. Donald Trump said whatever he wanted to say. Racist, sexist, whatever he wanted to say, he said. And he was honest about how he felt. I don't agree, but he was honest. He didn't let anyone censor him. So in a way, I guess I have respect for that because he didn't let anyone censor him. So how come when we get an African-American person in office to come up here and represent us, they are scared? They're still trying to please both sides, which then tells me that you don't have enough faith in your own people. Because if you did, you'd be like, F what they wanted me to say. I'm going to say what it is. And not care. But you still care about the white man. You still need them. You still feel like you need them. So you're still trying to please them. Why? You dropped the ball, sis. That's all I can say. She dropped the ball and it's still rolling. Because she should have said the truth. This country has a problem. All this country knows is racism. This country was built on it. That's all this country knows. And that's all that happens in this country. They have a problem. This country is sick. And it's spreading its sickness. And it needs help. That's what she should have said. I don't get why we still feel the need to please the next person. They don't care. They don't care about us. This country is sick. Like I said, it needs help. And I thought that Kamala Harris was going to be a part of that help. And I don't think she was. I don't think that her, that statement was a part of that at all. And I get that, you know, she wants to be president one day, so she has to say the right things. But what is the right thing? What does that even mean? That means you let your people down so that you can say the white thing? Not the right thing, but the white thing. I don't get it. And it's very disappointing. It's 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 disappointing. It's very disappointing and it's very, you know, it's sad. And unfortunately now she has to deal with the backlash of that. I just wanna say, you know, to wrap this all up. There's a lot going on in the world and I think that my overall message is and always is unity. I want us to be a better community for ourselves. I know that it's going to take a lot. I know there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of things that probably we don't even realize. A lot of hidden things that are going on within us. But I just want us to want to do better and want to see change. And I want us to want to help each other. 
And we can't do that always being mad at one another or always not wanting the next person to succeed or letting dumb situations affect us. We need to come together. Like I said, it's going to be a disappointment to our ancestors who came here and fought for us. And now we're just sitting here. Letting them do whatever. That's not fair. We need to get up and we need to do something. All of us. Even if it's the slightest thing. Educating the next person. Something. Educating your kids. Your friend's kids. Your friend. Your husband. Your wife. Your sister. Your brother. Spread it. But we have to do better. I think I said America is sick. And it is. But I think we're the cure. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And please do not forget to follow me on Instagram at blackgirlspeaks.podcast. My personal page, Monty underscore Monet, and my business page, Good and Beautiful X. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, I I really appreciate all of you, and I love each and every one of you, and I hope that you guys are all remaining safe, um, getting vaccinated if that's what you please um, to do, and, you know, just stay happy mentally, physically, emotionally. I'm Armani World, and this is Black Girl Speaks, signing out. This is where black girls talk. This is where black girls speak. This is where discuss everything about us to me. Black girls speak. This is where black girls talk. This is why black girls speak. This is why I discuss everything about us to me. Black girls speak. This is why black girls talk. This is why black girls speak. This is why I discuss everything about us to me. This is where black girls talk. This is why black girls speak. This is why I discuss everything about us to me. Black girls speak.